you podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is Pastor Brandon, and I'm here today with... Pastor Steve. And it's just the two of us, so look out. And do you know what? Today's a very special episode. Why is that, Pastor Steve? What? It is the 200th episode! Turn down for what? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's too bad this is not on video, friends. It's party time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Brandon, popping and locking. We're, we're not going to... call that? <laughs> I, I don't know what you call what I was doing. Um, the shimmy, maybe. 200 times we have sat down to these microphones. And sometimes on Zoom, even. Yeah, for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Pastor Brandon, I guess, uh-huh. you know, we're very sad that Pastor Megan couldn't be here this morning to celebrate this with us. Period. New chapter. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting that you and I are the ones that have been here for 200 <laughs> times. We, we were back in the beginning, back when Pastor Chris and Pastor Rolf and the four of us sat down and started this wild, crazy carry-on podcast, and we've been doing it ever since. Yeah, we're still going. We're doing it. Yeah, and, and thank you, listeners, for still going, for sticking with us, even when it has been Pastor Steve and I. <laughs> So, on Zoom. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're, we're just so glad you, you, you're you joining us this morning, and we have. Um, Tasty treats in your earbuds every week. <laughs> that strangely makes me hungry. Um, <laughs> but so we we are still in our worship series. We God are. is, we are. But even we have an extra flair, not just for our 200th episode, but this coming Sunday is Reformation Sunday. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Turn down for what? We will turn down for nothing. <laughs> nothing. We're going to keep the party going no matter what. So That's more our... than 200 episodes of Reformation Day. That's like 500 and when did 503? Did we celebrate 500 on this in this 2017? You remember that? That yeah. was pretty fun. That was the year I came to Easter. Yeah. I thought it was a party for me, but it was really just Reformation 500 anniversary. No, you're wrong. It was definitely a party for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the whole church. The I whole mean, church. Woo! Yeah, around the world. So, so wear, wear red is what we're trying to say. Please wear weekend. red. Yes. Uh, and it's you, Halloween. It, <laughs> if you have a costume with red in it, you better wear that. Just don't wear a devil costume. Oh. Because then we might have to nail that to the wall. Yeah. To the door. You would be exercised <laughs> for sure. But we are, so it's a 200th podcast episode. It's Reformation weekend and uh, we're. And it's confirmation weekend for yeah. our students. So be praying for all of our students. Yeah, 49 yeah. high school sophomores that are going to stand up publicly and affirm the baptismal promises made over them, claim them for their own, and begin their adult journey with God. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's too bad there's nothing happening this weekend. I know. It's kind of boring. <laughs> and, we, but, and we have a Bible to, to, to teach about. We do. So speaking of this weekend, we're still in our God is, we are worship series. And how about for this weekend, God is uh, reforming. No, God is renewing. We are reforming. Ooh, I like it. God is renewing. Yeah. We are reforming. Yeah. So God's renewing us, which means we get changed. Yeah. And should we be passive and say we are being reformed? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's the both end of the Lutheran question is who does the action? Do we reform or does God do the reforming in us? Yeah. The answer, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Holy Spirit's work in us 
and that that causes a lot of things to change about us. God's work our hands. Whew. I've heard a Lutheran say that. Once Have you or heard twice. about that? Um, so, but since last week's uh, sermon, we learned about uh, it was really fun at the lake because we had two baptisms, and so why not preach about Abraham almost murdering his son for God? Um, for <laughs> I'm these, sure that went over really. well. It was great. Yeah, and we almost <laughs> got to offer these two children to God. Um, but we put our knives away, and we did offer our ch- these. You just symbolically drowned them, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that they could be resurrected in the new life of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Bingo, you got it's it. Beautiful, it's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> wow, we, we're off to a great start, Mister Brin. Uh, you can tell I'm in charge this week um, <laughs> of the podcast recording. Uh, so we are. Uh, we need to catch up because yeah. uh, Isaac w- almost died last week. But then this week. He did week, not die. He didn't. Because God provided. That's what I loved about mm. Pastor Megan's sermon is that she really honed in on God will provide. Amen. And and God did provide, continues to provide. God is the provider. Yeah. So should we talk about what happened to Isaac? Well, yeah. So Isaac gets hitched. Um, and he and Rebecca have twins. Mm-hmm. Esau and Jacob. Uh, Esau is born first, but Jacob is born grasping his heel. Um, Named the heel grasper. Jacob, yeah, that's heel what, grasper. That's what Jacob means. Also means trickster, deceiver. Yeah. It's a foreshadow of his life to come. Who he's going to become. So how does he, how does he become a trickster? Oh, man. So here's the short version. So Esau, big, burly dude. He's kind of your poster child for an outdoorsman. You know, Harry likes to hunt and fish mm-hmm. and go out there. And uh, But by the customs of this tribe, Esau, being the firstborn, even though he's a minute ahead of his brother, gets the birthright mm-hmm. and the blessing. So there's two separate things. And Jacob, who is like the opposite of Esau, he's more of a mama's boy, stay-at-home, smooth-skinned, likes to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's anything wrong with both of those types of being masculine, right? But they're different from each other. Jacob, uh, what's really interesting is that his mother, Rebecca, is is kind of the mastermind behind yeah. all of this treachery. Yeah, She's like, I really like you better, so go steal the birthright. So Esau comes home from hunting. He's super hungry. And Jacob says, hey, I've got some porridge. i got some stew. And, Esau, and he says, I'll give it to you if you trade your birthright for me. Mm. And Esau kind of reminds me of Adam in the story of Adam and Eve. He's like, here, eat this. Okay. <laughs> you know, like no thought. He just, yeah. it's like, sure, I'll trade my birthright for a bowl of stew because that makes sense. Yeah, it must have been good stew. must have been really good stew, and he was really hungry. <laughs> I never understood that part of the story, no. but it happened. So Jacob steals the birthright, and then as his father Isaac goes is going blind, uh, it's time for him to die. And Rebekah whispers in Jacob's ear once again, says, you need the blessing, because if you don't get the blessing, the birthright doesn't really count that much. Hmm. So Jacob dresses up like Esau, puts animal hair on his arms so he feels hairy like Esau. Mm-hmm. He must have been really hairy. Guy. He must have been. <laughs> and he put, like, stinky clothes on, yeah. like smells like he'd been out hunting. And he comes to his blind father. He must have been able to impersonate Esau really well 
because he tricks Isaac into giving him the blessing. And so Isaac speaks these words of blessing. What I still don't understand is how that was binding. Like the culture right. behind that is right. so mysterious to me, so different from us. Yeah. Like the fact that Isaac spoke the words of blessing to Jacob, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, binding agreement. It's yeah. out, cat's out of the bag. Magic spell's been cast. And so now Jacob steals both the birthright and the blessing from his older brother who could crush him like a bug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what sets us up. No, yeah. no, and then he runs away. Well, and then, so then, and you're right, because Esau tries, when he gets back and finds out what's happened, he tries to talk Isaac. And he says, don't you have another blessing? Um, can't you undo the blessing? And Isaac's like, sorry, pal, you're going to serve your younger brother for the rest of your life. And he's like, no. And so then he plans to kill Jacob. So Jacob uh, leaves, obviously. And <laughs> flees for his life. Flees for his <laughs> life from his uh, twin brother and lives with his uncle Laban and serves his uncle Laban's estate. Marries. Uh, so uh, works for Uncle Laban and says, oh, I'd like to marry your daughter, Rachel. And Uncle Laban's like, for sure, uh, just uh, work for me for seven years. And then so he does. And then he gets married, but it's the wrong daughter. It's Leah. And then he gets tricked. The trickster gets it, tricked. He does. Yeah, that. it comes full circle. You, you know, uh, he can dish it out and now he's got to take it. So but then he's like, well, come on. I wanted the other daughter. And he's like, okay, you can have Rachel, but you have to work for me another seven years. So he does. And then eventually he's like, gosh, I'd really like to, you know, um, God calls him back to his homeland and says that, you know, the land of Canaan, I promise to give this to you and your ancestors. He becomes wealthy by tricking his father-in-law. Yeah. So when he's going to (laughs) leave, and I don't know enough about animal husbandry. I I worked on a grain farm growing up. But... um, he says, his uncle Laban says, you can have all the spotted, speckled, and black sheep and goats. And so Jacob, in, in the uh, mating process, takes sticks and shaves them so they're spotted and speckled and puts them by the water troughs. And somehow this makes all the animals that are birds spotted, speckled, or black. Yeah, not only was he uh, a trickster and a liar, but he tricked his father-in-law and now he's not welcome to stay there. So he's kind of stuck, right? Esau hates him. Father-in-law hates him. Yeah. Well, so he's going to go back to his homeland, the land of Canaan, where um, his where God has called him back to. And so he, he leaves. He's not welcome to stay with Uncle Laban anymore. And he's on his way south. Um, and he learns that his brother Esau has heard about his return and is coming to meet him with 400 men. Oh, <laughs> That, that doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he can't go back to where he came from. And if he keeps going, he's afraid he's going to be murdered by his brother. Rock, hard place, me. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. So that's And that's where we find ourselves today is right in the middle. Uh, and I think, Pastor Steve, you have our story. Yeah. We're uh, 32, 9 through 12 to begin. Is that correct? Yes. So, and Jacob said... O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, and I will do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Meaning he's got a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Deliver me, please, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him. He may come and kill us all, the mothers with the children. 
Yet you have said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted because of their number. So that is the first part of the reading. And then we jump to 32.22 and pick it up. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, and maybe just kind of end at verse 32. Okay. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. That's a river. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the thigh muscle that is on the hip socket because he struck Jacob on the hip socket at the thigh muscle. So it's too bad nothing's happening in this story. But, um, and it's, you know, there's so many in this story, the word crossing happens so many times Mm -hmm. that I honestly, I can't tell where Jacob's family is and where he is. But I get the, from the words, I don't know which side of the river his family's on, between him and Esau or behind him and Esau. But it, regardless, it seems Jacob's on his own. Yeah, I think on he one sent side. his family to a safe spot. Okay. On the other side of the river. And he's out. And he's all alone. Like, I'm going to face this by myself. Yeah. Which is pretty brave. And, and I think, so first and foremost is almost, from me, a word of judgment is it seems like there's no outrunning the decisions we've made that have hurt other people mm. that at, at some point in our lives, whether here or before God, that we'll have to be held accountable. Um, so for me, it starts with a word of judgment is sometimes we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place because we're idiots mm-hmm. um, by our own doing. And so it's a story it, of my life. It's, it's hard to have sympathy for Jacob, right? I mean, yeah. he's, he's kind of a jerk. Um, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, so there's word of judgment and word of judgment. Uh, but then he's at this river, he's by himself. And I almost get like kind of those, I wonder if any of our listeners have had those kind of dark nights of the soul where mm. it's a restless night's sleep, whether you're wrestling with a, with an actual angelic figure. I'd love to hear about that. But um, kind of just living with the situation you're in is not ideal. And the road ahead yeah, is filled with challenges and difficulty in the road behind you, you can't go back to. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Pastor Steve, because I think you might have a little bit to say about this wrestling and, and what it might mean for us. Oh, man. Well, I think, I think everyone is named Israel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That this, this is such an important story in the whole story of the Bible because you know we've we've talked previous in previous weeks in this series about the power of names mm. and 
it's so interesting. He says, you, I, I love it how the man who's wrestling with Jacob says, what's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a liar. Yeah. Well, now your name is wrestles with God, hmm. which isn't really better. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's a step, right? It's a step toward uh, the we take we are all wrestling with God mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the the things that I take away from this story, again, we've said this again and again, that these characters in Genesis are not lifted up to us as model citizens that we're supposed to emulate, but they are reflections of our condition as human beings. Mm. And that God is a very patient uh, parent Mm. who is taking this infant nation and walking with it, struggling with it. I mean, how many times, I have four children, raised four children to adulthood. Um, They all survived. Uh, and <laughs> only by the grace only of by God. the grace of God, because how many times you be like you you lied again? You you <laughs> did X Y or Z again? Sure. And yet, because you're my child, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let the natural consequences fall on your head. And yeah, maybe your older brother's gonna beat the tar out of you because you deserve it. But we'll get through this. Yeah. And you're gonna wrestle with this. And I know in my own life, holy cow, I have had these dark nights. So many times, mm-hmm. may or may not be in one right now. Sure, wrestling with God, sure. like God, you said this, but it doesn't make any sense. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're going to bless me, but if I go over there, He's going to kill me. And Jacob is so desperate that he's like, "I need to know that you're going to bless me because I don't want to die right <laughs> at the head of my brother." Yeah, and it's just who we are. It's just the human condition. Mm. And um. We have, too. I mean, with Reformation Sunday, we're, we're looking at, it's kind of interesting to see the parallels between, you know, Martin Luther is not a prophet, um, but he's, he's at this moment in, in church history where he's looking back at the way the church was and saying, I don't think that's a faithful representation of Scripture. I think we're pointing people to what we'll, what's called indulgences. Instead of putting their faith in God and putting their, and following Jesus, they're putting their faith in these pieces of paper to get mm. them out of a place called purgatory to atone for sins that I'm, I'm not even sure the Bible talks about that. So he's um, wrestling with this comes up with 95 things he wants to talk about. Half of those are just insults toward people who would disagree with him. So it's kind of funny if you actually read the 95 Theses. But uh, in the end, comes out at this River Jabbok moment where he says, you know what, Uh, I didn't intend to break away from the church, but if these are the practices, we need to leave some of these things behind us. And uh, crossing the river doesn't look that great either because it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be persecuted, and the church will live with division the rest of its life. Uh, but at the same time, to move forward and to say, I, I think God is calling us to look to Scripture, uh, to put our faith in Jesus, and to follow God's lead. And so we have this, uh, in my opinion, a wonderfully beautiful, broken Reformation starts. And um, so I want to invite you, too, to think about your river jabbock moment. Mm. Um, kind of where where are you at right now? Do you find yourself in a situation where it 
you you just you can't go back to the way things were because we're not time travelers. But the road ahead looks difficult and challenging, and so we trust that God, who's promised to bless us and be with us, will meet us here and lead us into that future. So, well, Pastor Brandon, I think you and Pastor Megan are leading a class that's all about that right now. What? It is. It's on Wednesday nights. On the road. On the road. And we are on the road. And Pastor Steve, I think I want to end this 200th episode of the podcast. Would you mind reading us uh, Genesis 33, verse 4? Oh, man, this is the best. (laughs) But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. Sounds like a pretty good ending. Sounds like a Jesus moment to me. (laughs) So we thank you, Easter Lutheran Church, uh, and listeners from all over the place uh, for joining us and and for um, looking for those Jesus moments. For uh, I I think most of us in our lives of faith walk with a limp because it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a struggle sometimes, and yet here we are trusting God. Uh, to, to continue to lead the way. So thank you for joining us this Reformation Sunday too for this 200th episode at Easter Lutheran Church where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Ooh.